Praise God, anyhow. There's Make the sure you look good in oily anointing in this place. <laughs> so we don't end up a big disgrace, but we end up with a smiley face. Hallelujah. Because of his great grace. Dr. Seuss in the house. One of these times, I'm going to have the heavenly rhymes. One fish, two fish. <laughs> One of my greatest dreams in life is to do an entire sermon in Dr. Seuss rhymes. I've probably gone a couple minutes before, but to do it for like 115 minutes straight. Yeah. Oh, that will be With the day. With pictures. With a picture book. As it is written... The day of my great gladness. I like the little little cartoons you can flip across the screen to illustrate your sermon points. So we're going to have a lot of fun and the glory for the next uh, infinite years, which is called eternities. For eternities of eternities, we shall be praising the Lord in the glory. Praise the Lord. In joy unspeakable, full of Shekinah. I have not seen. Well, maybe. Ear has not heard. Well, you, you might have heard. But God's got something in store for those who love him. We love you, Jesus. We like your personality. I like how you're hostile. and mm -hmm. I like your hatred, Jesus. Yes, we worship your pure hatred. Thank you for your pure hatred. You know, the anointing, the key to the oil of joy is hatred. Yes. I bet you didn't learn that in Sunday school, but it's written in the words. You have hated wickedness and loved righteousness therefore god has anointed you with the oil of joy and in revelation chapter 2 i hate the works of the nicolaitans which you also hate and he credits it to that church's righteousness that they hate the works of the nicolaitans good job hating yeah love jesus <laughs> you know want to know revelation that. You can't understand divine love unless you understand divine hatred. Oh, one of those kind of messages. Listen, man. Listen. You have to be able to discern between the things Jesus hates. In Proverbs, God has a hate list. I hate haughty eyes, proud lips, detestable hearts. I hate sexual morality. I hate the woman of sin. I mean, he hates women. You know, people take this stuff personally. You know why? Because they got Satan in them. Mm -hmm. Satan takes the condemnation of sin personally. Mm -hmm. He gets offended by it. Because he's an egotistical creep. But Jesus Christ is going to completely pulverize him when he can sanctify his people and separate them from the things he hates. Now, the whole list of the things that Jesus Christ hates it's mentioned here in Revelation. Should we go there? Let's go there. Okay. Let's go. Let's, yeah, go. let's quote the Bible <laughs> so that people will believe. The now there, there's actually 152 scriptures about hate, hate divine hate. <laughs> but I just want to mention this one in particular. <laughs> A lot of hating going on by God. Uh, yeah. I know your Laodicean Jesus is all about love. Uh -huh. But biblical Jesus has a lot of hatred towards things that he wants to destroy off the face of the earth. Right. Amen. And it's all good. It's all mm -hmm. good. Only through hatred will you have heaven on earth. Yep. And that's the way to rise, too. This is real quick. I'll throw this in here. <laughs> that was one of my prayers as I started to ascend on sapphire stones was, 
let me hate what you hate mm. with a perfect hatred. That's and the key to the anointing. I would pray for it every day. I would literally I'd do the self-deliverance every day. Let anything that I like or that I love or that I'm nice to that you hate you just be anathema out of my soul. You just violently attack it within your own self. And I'd pray that fervent for days. I would pray it fervently every day. Let me hate what you hate. Amen. And proficient, become a proficient hater. Revelation 17, 5, if I know you're taking been practicing. Note, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that might be your, your next talk, too. <laughs> Jesus hates. <laughs> you know, we got Jesus loves. Jesus but we missed, we missed the whole part about Jesus' hatred. That's why they're total infants in Christ, because they've completely rejected the severity of the hatred of Christ towards tons of stuff. Now... <laughs> In Revelation 17.5, take note, 17.5, last book of the Bible, Revelation, it is written. The name written on her forehead, the woman of sin, Lady Babylon, was the mystery. Here is what it said. It's a mystery. Oh, not anymore. Why? Here's what it said. The great city of Babylon, Babylon means confusion, the great city of confusion, the mother of prostitutes, the mother of of everything on earth that God hates. The mother of everything on earth that God hates. Revelation 17.5. So everything mothered. We're talking about now an entire civilization of growing things that have been mothered by an entity and God says he hates all of it. He hates all of it. There's nothing redeemable about any of it he hates all of it in fact heaven cannot come to earth until we get a people that agree with this hatred towards everything this woman is mothering mm -hmm. so what are we going to do we're going to get into god's attitude we're going to have the same vision mm -hmm. as jesus christ that's the key if you can see as he sees, this stuff won't be tricky or hard or a stumbling block or offensive to you. It'll actually be common sense yes. wisdom. Common sense wisdom. That we hate darkness, we love light. We hate wickedness, therefore we love righteousness. Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. What does it mean to call evil good? They love that which is evil. And they hate that which is good. By whose judgment? The throne of the Father. And what is the throne of the Father? The source of true light. So justice is a measurement of the same light, which is judgment, that's in God the Father's throne. Unless that light that's in the Father's throne is working in your brain, you are not administering justice, which means you are not judging accurately. So if there would be any lesser degree of light than God's throne working in your brain, you have zero authority to judge anything. Well, I thought the scripture says a spiritual man. No, no, man that was powerful. Can you say that everything. again? Let's put that if you, open up. If you don't have the same light working in your brain that's in God the Father's throne, there's zero ability to judge. Zero uh, ability to discern. If you don't have what? The same measure of the Father's light from his throne. The same measure of the light from the Father's throne. Gotta be the same color. Same light. Same cut, color, clarity. and quality and clarity. It's gotta be the Father. Listen, Jesus said, all Ooh, judgment is from the Father. 
That's in Messiah's writings. That all judgment is the Father. Now, was he saying that all God's doom and gloom? No, he's saying the light that the Father is, is what judgment is. The light, the substance of Shekinah, that light that makes God God, for God is light in him, there's no darkness at all. That's the judgment that cleanses you from all falsehood. It's not about you memorizing scripture, so to speak, although we do a lot of that. It's not about all the different things that can be done in the flesh, although we do things in the flesh because our bodies are the temples of the Holy Ghost. What it is about is getting filled and controlled by that light of God in our entire bodies. It's called being a temple of the Holy Spirit or the temple of God the Father's light. That true light is what sets us apart from all other religions. That's what sets us apart from all other gods. How will they know that God is with us? The Israelites asked in the wilderness, What sets us apart and makes us unique from every other nation? Your presence goes before us, it is written. Without your presence, what's his presence? His manifest Shekinah light. That's the Father. Without the Father's emanations in us, through us, around us, we're godless like them, and it's mere religion and philosophy in our brains. God is light. That's the mark of the Father in your foreheads. The Bible says, I will inscribe my Father's name upon their foreheads. Book of Revelation. That inscription is an emanation of the exact light of the Father, so that when people look at your face, they can say the throne of the Father is upon earth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do we have the picture, the gif, or the video queued up with the lightnings on all four worlds? Yes, we have it right that here. That goes exactly with what you were saying. That's what he's talking about. You see that lightning there? That emanation? They're all connected as one. Like one, not separately, but all together as one. That Shekinah, that, see that electricity? That's the Shekinah glory. It's not just one sapphire stone. Now, one sapphire stone, when you're talking about Shekinah as a sapphire stone, it's usually going to be Malkut, or uh, the f a feminine side of Yasad. But what it really is supposed to be is that divine emanation, that light filling up the whole breastplate, the ephod. The sapphire stone, the foundation, the light of God, the presence, the holy divine presence, not separated. So what happens is when you have stolen Shekinah, stolen presence, you see that bottom one like Malkut or Malkut and Yasad or Shekinah? It'll be one or two of those stolen or like taken away. Right, stolen things. You remember in uh, Heaven Awaits the Bride, there was the treasury of Satan in the bone throne. They had stolen artifacts of the glory. Oftentimes what happens is when Shekinah is in exile or it's stolen, there's a stolen glory. Our job is to restore the Shekinah it to, right, restore those stolen things so that that divine presence isn't stolen. Now, if it's stolen, it's one or two or whatever stones apart from the whole thing. Something good that came down from God, being used for selfishness, wickedness, religion, black and white witchcraft, red magic, all those things to enslave the human race through unrighteous laws, 
unrighteous rulers and leaders, wickedness in the high places, over countries, cities, nations, and over church buildings to control the believers to harvest their grace so that they give all the stolen grace through demon principalities. And there have been many witnesses already in the invisible realm when their eyes are open to see. And when God takes them in the spirit realm to show them, those are those demons that are always hiding there behind the veil in every church building made by human hands. And that wickedness of religion. So what you have is stolen Shekinah, stolen glory. So why is it that there's still a presence felt in there? It's one of those good things that comes down from God, but it's separated from the rest of the Sephirah. So it's your job now, in your own life, in your own sapphire stones that make up who you are on the inside, to correct those things, to get circumcised. Circumcised of heart, what is that? Circumcised of the heart of your spirit. Circumcised of your heart, of your soul. Circumcised of your animal flesh, or your animal soul, the nefesh. It's your vitality, your animal, this, the part of your soul that's like the animals. That part that reverted when Adam and Eve fell, they used to have more of like that, the holy soul, looking like the above realm. But when they fell, the soul started to act and look like the animal realm below from the earth. So it's about restoring you to that holy soul, to be led by the spirit and not the animal soul, to put to death the animal life mm. of the curse of the fall through animal sacrifice, through taking out the trash to Gehenna and then taking the, the, what, the good animal side, even the, what's good about your soul, mm. the perfect parts of the nefesh are to be sacrificed. Not to be worshipped, not to be followed, to be sacrificed. The unclean animal stuff in the soul, that's the demonic, those need to be cast out, Gehenna trash pile, thrown into hell. So it's your job to restore that divine presence and not use the presence of God for selfish reasons and the good things that come down from God, not to use it as an excuse, oh, well, we can all kumbaya and we feel the presence. We are feeling stolen Shekinah glory. Congratulations, you're more like the warlocks now. You need to restore it, the knowledge of good and evil restored, into the sapphire stones. Put back, put it back. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you for the apple. This is my favorite kind. I got a really nice gift from Jake and Stephanie today. You got us Honeycrisp apples are actually part of my the favorite. list of obedience. You gotta bring your put teachers on an apple. And, uh, Instead of one brownie point, plus two brownie points. for apple. And, uh, Extra credit on your report card. So basically what we're doing is we're taking that fruit of the knowledge of good and evil and we're putting it back. Mm. And connecting it with lightning. Let's look at that picture one more time. Yes, this represents the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that Adam and Eve ate from and died. Well, we're still going to eat it. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're putting it back. And then when you put it back, it should look like this when you complete that journey, this full circuit, the true Shekinah glory, the return of the Shekinah, the return of that visible glory. The return of the Shekinah. Ooh. Ooh. That's even better than the return of the Jedi. That's right. I can't see that in a movie theater. Not yet. Maybe someday. Better than the return of the king, too. Oh, oh that's really... That's well, that cut deep. you deep. Oh, it did. I had to sacrifice an There's animal for that. There. Like yeah, to worship the... The precious. Lord of the Rings idolatry. <laughs> yeah, I repent. It's a really good series, though. It is my Praise God. goal in life to be just like Gandalf. Though. You know, the verse for that is Leviticus 6.4. Okay. He shall restore what he has stolen. Amen. And restore 
everything that the canker worm of Honeycrisp apples has destroyed. <laughs> well, hallelujah. <laughs> put it back. Put it back. Put it back. Is it too late to put the tree, the fruit back on the tree? <laughs> you guys know what steals? When Jesus said the thief comes only to steal, was he being redundant? Nope. He's speaking of two different realms. The first time he said the thief, which was the kingdom of hell. It was the kingdom that he was speaking of, where all the fallen angels are. Then, he said, comes to steal, which would be their actions out of the black Sephiroth. So the only thing the black Sephiroth is really capable of is being a blood-sucking vampire, which is what the horror of Babylon's doing in Revelation, drunk on the blood of the saints. Because it can't produce life. Mm -hmm. It can only take life, then call itself divine, or call mm -hmm. herself inspired. So God is sovereignly life-giving, whereas stolen creatures have to steal in order to give the appearance of giving life. Right, your lifeblood that comes through the spirit out through your bone marrow. You have that sustenance from your spirit that goes through the layers of your soul. We've talked about this, how internal wounds of your spirit, it's good to heal those quickly before it starts to affect your soul too much. And then it can eventually affect your body parts and your organs. Because your inner man, it says pay attention. In the word of God, it says pay close attention to the well-being of your inner man. Because that affects everything. Mm. You know, your wellspring of life, your heart of hearts, your heart, and then your other heart. You've got your multidimensional Guard your being. innermost being. From out of it proceeds the river of life. Amen. And so we've talked about spiritual wounding. One of the reasons uh, that the... This is one of the methods of drinking the blood of the saints. Uh, the whore of Babylon activity of just being... All whore of Babylon activity is if you are in agreement with Jezebel's tower or you're defending it in any way, you're participating with her. So that means you have to come out of her, my people, whether you're, you could come out of the church building and still be doing Jezebel's will. Yeah. And so it's not just an external carnal brain. Like you do want to come out of church, the church, the whore Babylon church system, but it's no good to do that and just stay bitter or not change your ways, not change your mind, not change your heart. So one of those ways that they do that is by, um, it's like false discipleship. Uh, or um, false like circumcision, right? Circumcision is the removal of the outer shells, the dust, the, the kingdom of Satan from the sapphire stones. So what they'll do is basically they'll go and they'll cut into your spirit. And so your spirit starts bleeding out and it starts to hurt your soul. And that can actually eventually kill you if you don't heal it. And they're like, oh, you're just wounded. Or they'll put you down and raise them, elevate themselves over you or, or say negative things because the words are swords. And they start to attack you with their words. So then your inner man starts bleeding out. They take the cup of that blood and then they drink it. And most of you listening to me right now, you've actually done inner this. Inner man bleeding out ministries. Inner man. We're <laughs> familiar with it. I know. It's not fun. <laughs> and so you can feel your blood start to drain if you're sensitive. And then they feel empowered and they can speak with, with vigor and strength. And they stole an anointing. And they use it to empower themselves over you and put you down further. And so it's hard for you to defend yourself, even though what they're saying is not true. And what you're saying is true. They're stealing power from you because you just gave your power away by letting down your guard. Because typically it'll happen... Once the enemy, the enemy will try to use people who you trust or that you love or oftentimes who God sends to try and help you, the enemy turns against you to attack you. And so what ends up happening is all the help that God tries to send, this, whatever he's working with is the level of obedience people have right now. And so what ends up happening if you try to do anything for God in the narrow path, you're most likely just going to get 
literally like butchered by everyone that God tries to send to help you. So you're going to need a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Good thing God yeah. gives it away generously. Right. So you're going to need wisdom. You're going to need discernment um, because your discernment cannot come from who has measures of stolen oil. Or if someone's strengthened Celestial by the drinking of the blood of someone else's spirit. Here's the thing. People do this not knowing. They don't understand. They literally think they're doing the will of God. They think they're trying to help you. They think they're trying to chastise you. When God is promoting you, man is demoting you. And when you start to go up on sapphire stones, you might notice. There might be grace since we've broken through. But when God starts to promote you on sapphire stones, you may find human vessels around you demoting you. And so it's just one of those things. You cannot listen to what the vessels are saying. True discernment is really going to be who is speaking through that vessel at that moment. Because until their spirit is consecrated from Malkut all the way to Keter, if, there's, if it's not all the way consecrated, then the lightning's not flowing continually there, that's how much room there is for iniquity in the spirit which means they don't have a sparkling conscience, right? Bob Jones said, cleanse your conscience, cleanse your conscience. That's your inner man. That's your spirit man. Cleanse your conscience. That's how you do it. What did he say? Fly into the sun. So how much gap there is between Malkut and Keter is your potential to serve demons in iniquity unawares. As in, you won't know. You think you would know. Oh, I would never do that. You wouldn't know. You would think that you're doing God's will. So if you understand that, you can pray against it. You can ask the Holy Spirit because he will. He promised to lead you into all truth. But you've got to be sensitive. Most of the time, if the maturity is not there because you're just starting out or whatever, there's a grace on certain people's life I've noticed. They don't go into that sin, even though they don't have that height on sapphire stones, because they're sensitive to the emotions and the feelings of the Holy Spirit toward God's anointed people toward their brothers and sisters. So if you can always stay tender-hearted toward the emotions of the Holy Spirit, His thoughts, His feelings, whether you have those heights of maturity yet or not, wherever you're at, you can stay in Him, but you got to stay sensitive and unoffendable. And if you get offended, you repent real quick because as you rise, you're going to have to do a lot of forgiving. What did Jesus say on, he, on the cross? Forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. So as you decide to go up on sapphire stones, if you notice that people start to creep up around you, even people that you love or you trust or you look up to. Start noticing the creeps. Yep, they're creeping. They, creep, creepers are creeping. And then exploding in your face and destroying all your home and the village people and <laughs> your Minecraft shaft. You. The, trying to like destroy your tunnel to the diamond mine Get under your Minecraft house. Get on your door of your heart. Get a, yeah, you just need the protection. But you can do it. You can stay in touch with the Holy Ghost. Stay tender-hearted. And if you're always in that place of forgiveness and love, your first reaction is not to act on anger, not on reaction, but in to walk in forgiveness and say, okay, what's manifesting here? How can I handle this in prayer, in love, with wisdom? If you ask, God will give it to you. Now, about... uh. The sapphire stones and iniquity. Important thing about getting in the sun. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. Ooh, it's burning. Ooh. Oh, that's good. The important thing about getting the sun is even if you haven't made it from Malkut all the way to Keter, if you just get into the sun and you start to work on your transformation, your transfiguration, 
get out the false revelation. Ooh, oh man. Self-inspired false revelation comes from the self-nature. That protects you from walking in iniquity. The sun is different than all the other suns. Tifra is unique. When you look at the solar system, which one is blazing? The sun. It's an embattlement. Uh, you, if you go into the master class, we go into the details of the Hebrew root and name and meaning of all those things. What it's written in the book of Enoch. But it's it, essentially, it's an embattlement. It's sun and a shield. It's a warrior's embattlement. It's a nice, safe place to get in there and transfigure your spirit. So even if you haven't gone Malkut to Ketera all the way yet, and you haven't completed that, you're not going to be susceptible to that working of iniquity from the fallen angels when you're secure in the sun of righteousness. Even though you haven't completed, it's, it's, a, it's a resting place. It's a safe haven. It's a place that when you stay in there, there's a lot of protection and a lot of healing and transformation. It also protects you from human augury. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yesterday, you guys know if you're watching, all the power blew out in the block right towards oh, the end of Joel's bar. And we went outside, Brian went outside, talked to the power people and said, what happened? They said a bird flew in to the power and, and blew out the switch and blew the fuse. And you gotta understand now, I've been doing this 15 years live, like five days a week, right here from the studio. This is the third time the power has blown out during our lives. And twice in the back, the transformer exploded. I thought this was a transformer explosion as well, because I could hear the pow outside the house when all the power blew out. Yeah. Right after we had said, we're going from glory to glory. It was at that moment that a bird, I believe, it was, was it a blackbird? Did you see it? Yeah, blackbird. It was a blackbird, guys. I saw uh. the blackbird. It flew right in and blew up the power. I believe that blackbird represents Satan dying by the new power. And also that happened, even though it was an attack and it was spiritual warfare, the control of animals to attack the righteous is the sin of sorcery called augury. Something you want to write down, augury, A-U-G-E-R-Y, augury. It's in the scripture and it's a type of divination where the fallen angel's witchcraft can control animals. Augury. The foul detestable birds of the air and the foul detestable beasts of the field. Both classifications. But those are in the invisible realm. And they want to get into the visible realm through human or animal blood. Mm -hmm. And obviously they have great success because so many humans are willing to sin. So therefore through sin... They can enter into human beings and express themselves through demonic influence, which is why the earth is a mess. That's the only reason why the earth is a mess. You get rid of the demons, you get rid of the sin. Earth is a perfect Garden of Eden below as above. So I need you to understand, we are facing augury. We had just prayed that the Holy Ghost would fill all the animals in the world, that all augury of the natural animals, and the human beings would cease and desist their maneuverings, a covering over all flesh, as it is written, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. The fact that there still is a possession of evil spirits inside animals and human flesh means that hasn't completely happened yet. I believe it's happened in part, 
amongst the elite and the elect that love the Holy Ghost, who steward the works and the will and the words of the Holy Spirit. We're the people of the Holy Ghost that do the Holy Spirit's will. He is our God. We are a Holy Ghost group, and we follow the Holy Spirit every day from glory to glory, and the Spirit of truth will lead us into all truth. But I tell you what, most people do not. Most people are lukewarm and casual in their obedience. We have to be mm -hmm. radical mm -hmm. in the Holy Ghost because as you're radical in the Holy Ghost, this is what ends Agar, you know, going up into the high places, walking on sapphire mm -hmm. stones and filling animal flesh, including human flesh, with the Holy Spirit. Now, that's the Ruach or the Ruach. You can pour out as much Ruach as you've risen in by the Spirit of Holiness. Oh. Do we have the other chart, the New World's chart? Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at this. You guys see on the left there, right under the world of Isaiah? What does that say on the left? Ruah. Oh, no, under world of Isaiah. Nefesh? Yeah, Nefesh. Okay, and the Isaiah of Yetzirah. Ruah. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and then, so once you conquer the world of Isaiah, you're working on subjecting the Nefesh to the spirit. And then uh, you go through Isaiah of Yetzirah. Look, that's all it is, is working out the perfection of the Ruah. So how high you go up through Yetzirah. These charts are in the description as well to download to your phones and computers. Print them out, put them on your refrigerator. Get familiar with the biblical terms for ascension. And then when you get to the world of Berea, that's a, that Neshama there. That is the holy soul. Uh, that is actually from... They talk about all these like allegories in uh, it's ancient history, but the rock, the quarry, you know the scriptures about being hewn from the rock or the quarry where you came from. So the nefesh, that's, you know, the curse of the fall. They had an animal soul, clothing, just skin, and then animal behavior, which obviously we see that perpetuates, right? We don't, it doesn't take a genius to look around and see a lot of animal behavior mm. in our society. It's pretty much everyone's like, even the music they it's sing. It's 99%. Even in the um, the popular music that would sing songs like, you know, we're just a bunch of animals and things like that. They know. Everyone, they yeah. know. It's not, it's not rocket science. So then, you know, you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You get the Ruah. You know, in the this day and age, baptism in the Holy Spirit, when Jesus ascended and poured out his spirit, the only way to have Ruah developed is... The Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, uh, you know, salvation, baptism, the Holy Spirit. In the upper room, that's what they got. So what that does is um, those layers, Ruah, you have those four layers of Ruah over, ruling over your nefesh. Mm -hmm. Your spirit learns to keep your emotions and all that in check. Your your spirit is being made perfect. So for, in the world of Isaiah, your spirit works out all of the iniquity. So pretty much sapphire stone to sapphire stone is ridding yourself, cleansing your conscience, like Bob Jones said, fly into the sun, get the iniquity out. You get into the sun, that's where most of it burns out. The rest of it, as you go up to uh, Keter. A crystal clear heart. <clears throat> yep, you'll have a sparkling conscience. So your spirit is made perfect. But your spirit is not initially perfect upon salvation. It's still, if you remember the fine line by Gwen Shaw, you have to learn the difference between the mind of your flesh, the mind of your soul, the mind of your spirit, and the mind of the Holy Spirit. It's a different mind. Four different minds. And so, basically, going through that first tree of Asaya, yeah, you're learning 
to have a sparkling conscience. You cleanse your conscience. And that subjects your nefesh to your spirit uh, in a greater measure. And then all that ruah, you're learning every layer by layer of that layer of your soul to be ruled by spirit. And now your spirit has been rid of iniquity. Now you're dealing with the sins, the transgressions of the heart realm, Pan's labyrinth coming out of all of that. The heart is deceitful above all things. You know, who can understand it? God can understand it, and he can fix it. Jesus paid price for you to be God saved. God is smart. God is smart. The end. Okay, bye. <laughs> God is smart, and we are not. And then that neshama, that la that one of right above uh, Yetzirah, the neshama, that's the restoration of the holy soul that they lost at the curse of the fall. Mm. Um, actually, some people um, in the Old Testament walked in having the neshama restored through what they had to walk in, like Enoch and Jared. Uh, those are in the Jewish historical records of they had a holy neshama. And so it's talking about, like, literally. So the nefesh, it's, you know, that's made up, that that's drawn out of the earth. Out of, you're made out of the dirt. That part that comes, it's made out of the earth, basically. Your nefesh, your vitality. It's the most closely related to your physical body. That lay of your soul, it resembles your body very closely. Then neshama, from above, it's actually literally cut from the throne of God. Mm. It's literally from the throne of God. So it's very holy. It's a holy soul. I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new stone. A new mind of new Christ. Mind. And so that's the restoration of the holy neshama. It's a soul that you currently don't have. So can you imagine? And that just, maybe that triggers, if that triggers your Christian God outside mind bewitched theology, good. Let it trigger it. Let it irritate. You're going to have to go and do some more research and talk to the Holy Ghost for your answers. And he will confirm that it's true. A lot of that Greek thinking and Greek knowledge, what we've been taught, is not true. It is not accurate. It's the goat that needs to die. Greece is always symbolized in scripture as a goat. And your entire education system in Babylon the Great is Grecian. Mm -hmm. Which means, God said, you can't enter my kingdom until you kill the goat. Luke 15. Which means your way of thinking, your way of learning, has to mm -hmm. die in order to think and learn in a mm -hmm. Hebrew way, and not just to go into Israel and be acting Jewish, in a mm -hmm. kingdom way, in an ancient way, God's way. God's mm -hmm. education style. What education style is that? The same exact one that all holy angels go through. They all learn. Angels are created beings that learn God's ways and then work for God doing God's will. So you are also a created being learning God's ways to do God's will. You have a body, so you're different than the angels. But the spirit part of you is fully ruah, is fully spirit, which is the word ruah or pneuma in Greek, which is the same word for angel. You just have a different part of you that makes you a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yep. So it's a higher sonship too. It's not like just being an angel. It's being a son. You're the sons and daughters of light, walk in the light. So it's a higher rank and classification, those that are born of spirit. Now you obey the spirit, follow the spirit, Jesus Christ said. Which means you don't have to. There will be temptation to not follow the spirit of truth. Especially in these days. You just look around and everyone is distracted by everything. Be patient. Except be patient. The focus on following the spirit of truth, not laterally like clowns, vertically yep. like eagles 
mount wings as eagles and soar is the command in scripture, which means we take the divine nature, we receive the Ruach HaKadosh from Jesus Christ for one thing, to ascend to him in heaven, and the way is upon sapphire stones. Amen. And I want you guys, let's look at the New World's chart one another time here. I want you guys to get a vision of the menorah lamp. Imagine the menorah lamp burning in that bottom world of Isaiah. That's that oil, oil for light. You're cleansing your conscience. So imagine that is like, I don't like to think of the trees. It is, it is accurate to say, you know, you work on flesh and then soul and then, you know, or you work on spirit, soul, and flesh. That's one way of looking at it, but that's a very kind of still a little bit like, you know, more external, basic. These are like, we're talking in like multi-dimensional, the God who created quantum physics. But for the sake of ease of learning and where we're at in our understanding, we have these simple charts, but you have to understand these are multi-dimensional spiritual truths and principles. And so what's going to benefit us is benefit us is what's going to help us to change. And so when you have a clear vision, right, wherever there's lack of vision, the people perish. Mm. The charts help give you the vision. They impart the vision from the prophets, from the seers, from the people going into these realms, experiencing them, giving it to you so that you can go up faster or so that you can do it more accurately. And this is very important to be patient. You must be very patient because if you get impatient, you'll likely take an offer from Satan to go up faster, but without sacrificing the animal soul or without consecrating by circumcising the sapphire stones and going up in the exact path at the timing of Jesus Christ, which has to do with your obedience, your consecration, on the sapphire stones. If the work isn't done, it's not done. You have to do the work. So on the bottom there, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is, so this is what I'm, I want you to envision. In the bottom left-hand side, the world of Isaiah, I want you to envision that menorah lamp burning in your spirit. That whole way, that means the Holy Spirit is going to be blazing through your spirit. Your spirit compliant, without iniquity, blazing in the torch of the menorah lamp of God. And then going through Yetzirah, the, um, the realm of emotion, that's the heart realm, the heart, the soul, the layers, every single one of those layers through the different worlds of Isaiah. Now, I know world of Yetzirah is one world, so that's Malkut to um, Keter of the world of Yetzirah. That's its own world, but it's broken down into four individual smaller trees. You still go through all Malkut to uh, Keter of Isaiah of Yetzirah. When you're standing on Keter of Asaya of Yetzirah, then that becomes, as you wake up the next day, yet the Malkut of Yetzirah of Yetzirah. And then you go to Keter on that layer. You're still working on the Ruah. That Keter becomes Malkut of Berea of Yetzirah. And then likewise, when you get up to Keter on that level, then that becomes Malkut of Absolute of Yetzirah. And so every time you go up, so since you know there's an inscription when you finish a world, what's interesting about Yetzirah is the individual layers going in Asaya of Yetzirah, Yetzirah of Yetzirah, and so on. Even in those smaller broken down trees like that, when you reach the top of each one, there is an inscri inscription, and each one has its own layer of lightning, a complete lightning ephod. So that happens at each one of those. So it's not like you skip through any levels, you go through each one exactly. Now that menorah lamp that you just imagined, 
in the world of Asaya, through your spirit blazing, when you go through Yetzira, imagine that is just the oil menorah lamp. Rain, seven spirit, rainbow mind of Christ, the Holy Spirit, blazing through each layer of your soul. What it kind of feels like is this. If someone uh, took, you can go ahead. If somebody took a scalpel to that first layer of the soul and opened it and all the nasty has come out. Oh, like a little membrane. And it, oh, God, that was in there. Oh, cleansing all the oh layers it's so of the nasty. Soul. Oh, I hate it. It's was like, I didn't know all that was in there. Well, because there was grace that you didn't have to deal with it. You first work on, he's only going to give you what you can handle. And when it gets to that first layer of the soul, it's like an incision. All that nasty has come out. You're like, oh, wash, water, oil, fire, cleansing, and then full of light. You see that? And then you go to the next layer again. It's like an incision. Drain out. It's like you cut something and drain the pus out of it. Go to the doctor. Oh, oh, God. Oh. It's Psalms 23. Psalms 23, he restores my soul, which is the, the worlds of Yetzirah. I mean, the four layers of Yetzirah, it's really four trees that you ascend through. It's Psalms 23. Why? Psalms 23 prescribes the restoration of your soul. It says he lays you down in fresh, tender green pastures. He restores your soul. He leads you as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So there is a, a laying down, a resting in a fresh, tender green pasture. Being in a certain realm, being of eating and feasting, a certain type of green food from God that's good for you. And he says, then you have to walk. Then there's a feast prepared before you in the presence of your enemies, which means there will be an eating, a walking, and a resting. Psalms 23 is all about the restoration of your human souls from Nefesh to the divine soul, the Neshama. Yep. So you see, laying down, resting, represents resting in a place where you're protected in the river of life, which is right in the will of God. Out of your will into His will, yielding your will to God's will. Now there is a walking. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now you have to walk with the Holy Spirit. Now you have to learn how to obey the Holy Spirit. You have heard it said, My people perish for lack of knowledge. But did you know, Job 36, 12 says, My people perish for lack of obedience. Mm -hmm. Listen to this verse. It's not just knowledge. Job 36, verse 12. But if they obey not, they shall perish by the sword of God's destructive judgments, and they shall die in ignorance of true knowledge. So it's not just a lack of revelation knowledge. You're, there also has to be the obedience. The obedience is the walking with Him through the Valley of the Shadow of Death. You know what the Valley of the Shadow of Death? Coming out of Black Malkut, the Old Earth, into white Malkut, the new earth. Now that is represented by Jesus Christ being crucified outside the city gates of Jerusalem, which means that there is a portal in the earth realm to go out of the old religious earth of all the fallen angels and the curse of the fall into the new redeemed earth of the river of life, the Jordan and the spirit and the power of Sandalphon, who is Elijah. That realm exists right where all of you are at right now. That transition is walking with the Holy Spirit. His rod and his staff, they comfort me only. The Bible says only if you're walking. Paul said the same thing. Little children, you know how to soak in the Spirit. Now also get up and walk in the Spirit. 
The commandment to walk is to obey the Spirit using the functions of your body, your hands, your heart, your lifeblood, your eyes, your ears, your senses, all of it. If it is not consecrated to the Holy Spirit's purposes and plans, there's no walking, which means there's no chance that your human soul will ever be restored. The walk is the beginning of the restoration of your souls. Then after the walk comes the eating. Now we're walking. Only if you're walking do you need eating. If you're not walking, you don't need eating. The walk requires the food to continue walking. If you're not walking with the Spirit of Truth in obedience, there's no reason to be energized by food. You just get headstrong with teaching and have no walk. So people just don't have any experiences. All we do is we sit in church and get fat on teaching. Get out there and walk in the Holy Spirit. Obey the Spirit. Get out of your comfort zones. Push the little eagles out of the nest. Fly. Switch to unleavened, switch to unleavened bread if you're getting puffed up and fat. Switch Amen. to unleavened matzah of obedience. Well, I don't have all the full understanding and I don't know everything. Just obey. Exodus. They didn't have any didn't teaching have or any revelation. Just commanded to obey. Get all your stuff. Get out of here. We're leaving Egypt. We're going to the promised land with no explanation and no teaching. Mm -hmm. Just obedience. That is the requirement of initial deliverance out of old earth, crossing mm -hmm. the Red Sea into the temporary place where you learn how to eat. Now you're walking and eating. Then you will inherit Zion, the promised land. Amen. And later on you'll understand with that angel, angel bread coming down. And that Mount Sinai, it really does represent the Shekinah. So whether it's the Shekinah stolen and apart from the sapphire stones, or full priestly ephod blazing in union, your st sapphire stones in union with the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Mount the Mount Zion inside of you, that's the, all those things combined, the rainbow, the menorah lamp, through that ephod blazing like an emerald throne, around you the high priest went into the holy place well if we are the temple right that we're the priesthood you take your temple and all of its faculties from your outer court to your inner place holy of holies you take your temple and temples within your temple into the holy place all of you his whole body went behind the curtain all of him went into the Holy of Holies. There's an opportunity to take all of you, all of your sapphire stones, into the Holy of Holies. Each one of those sapphire stones, those worlds that you see, what is the, the making of the temple? Make it according to the pattern that you see. What is that pattern? The pattern I've shown Moses on the mountain. On sapphire stones <laughs> make the temple according to the pattern that I showed you you are the temple Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is within you what is the Holy of Holies on the world that thick veil that blocks off the Holy of Holies that's knowledge that's Pluto that's Da'at mm -hmm. the bone throne of Satan currently you have to cross over and through and if you're impure, what, what if the priest was not pure, what happened when they went through there? They died. When witches and warlocks try to do this in their own ability outside of Jesus Christ, 
They call it becoming master of the temple when they make the interior journey on sapphire stones and they try to cross over through that. Some of them are known to die. Those who survive it through demonic ability and anointing, they become what's called master of the temple. So it's dangerous. It's a dangerous thing. How much more the seriousness of our set-apartness and our holiness. Jesus Christ, His holiness, formed in you through obedience to the Word of God. So when you go into the Holy of Holies, <laughs> we don't have to pull you out with a rope. <laughs> Just get the little jinglies on so we can hear you moving around in there. He's fine. You'll be alright. But it, it's about being made holy. That's why that sixth interior mansion that's when you cross over from Gevra to Hesed. Hesed, you get to know his loving kindness. You've experienced those judgments of Gevra. His judgments are good. And you allow that severity in, and then you and so you receive more of his loving kindness. Then when you get ready to make that jump, it's always that sacrifice of knowledge of Dat. I don't need to understand everything. I don't need to know it all. I don't need to be a know-it-all. I don't need to know it all, but I need to know. The one who sent me, the one who called me, the one who is calling me deeper. And I forsake Satan's temptations of knowledge to make that jump and receive like a child. And then that's how you make that jump over to Bina. What When you go through that veil and you enter the Holy of Holies, seventh interior mansion, is that uh, Bina, Hakma, Keter, those things, that's what that represents. So each one of those patterns... Worlds within worlds, as you go through, that's the Holy of Holies of that world. And then you start out, the Holy of Holies of that world, the pinnacle of it is just the outer court of the next world. Do you see that? And you go deeper and deeper until you go right into the heart of the Father, mm -hmm. into the city of the chosen, to experience something beyond what eye has seen and ear has heard. We have taken the celestial and turned it into the earthly. Turning the celestial into the earthly is the abomination that causes desolation. That is the most common way of teaching and unfolding the scriptures by modern day ministers, and it's an abomination. For instance, Hesed just means God's love. It just means that the loving kindness and the attributes of God and we bring it down to the human level, and we say, God is love. God is his said. His said is a mansion of angels. It is a geographical location. It is an angelic sphere. Mm -hmm. To not have the inscriptions in the angelic realms of the cosmos is to be devoid of power over the earth. Now, the Bible says the overcomers will rule over the earth. Revelation 5.10. The reason why that doesn't happen is because we don't rightly divide the word of truth. Rightly dividing or righteously dividing the word of truth is using it in its celestial original power and state that God spoke it into existence. If you are to take it down from the cosmic realm where he spoke the worlds into existence as it is written and you make it human, and then you work it inside the human psyche so that human beings can understand it in their nefesh, you have just watered down the word so it has no value.
Okay? That's called That's right. the traditions of men nullify the power of the word. Now, almost every charismatic minister on the planet is doing that right now. Amen. It's called witchcraft ministry. We need to burn that up because that's why people are not rising from the dead and staying dead no matter how much teaching they have because it's earthly unspiritual good for nothing the word of god rightly divided is in its original angelic sphere and it's not that it comes down to me i go up to it exactly as it is written come up here revelation 4 1 for i have prepared for you a marriage Supper. A marriage supper is learning the word in the heavens and not on earth. Until you learn the New Testament in the heavens, all your Christianity is heresy. Truth and yeah. Well, I saw a vision of that right before you said that on the Sapphire Worlds chart. Want to go learn? Yeah, Sapphire Worlds chart or the or the new or the new worlds. This one. Yeah, but, well, I think we see the other one. New worlds. Yeah, but that's a good one too. But let's see this one. Yeah, I saw this just a moment before you uh, said that, the same exact vision. What they're doing, explain, trying to go up into Hesed. And Hesed, honestly, it, it emanates in the world. Here, yeah. let me show you where Hesed yeah. is. Yeah, on that one. Hesed yeah. is Jupiter. Jupiter is an angelic sphere corresponding to your right shoulder, right arm, and right wrist and hand. And it is the realm, the angelic sphere of Patriarch Abraham. So what they're mostly doing is just taking knowledge about, oh, the fact that Hesed is in the Bible and trying to just bring it down to the Nefesh level. Here you can see Hesed yeah. there in the, the right shoulder. It's the body of Christ. <clears throat> I will rest my government upon your shoulders, which is Gavura and Hesed, which is kindness and severity, both. Yeah, so the whole point of Hesed is it's always perfectly balanced with Gavura. So if you're taking just one thing, trying to bring knowledge about it down, that's the same kind of sorcery that Uzzah and Azael taught about the bringing down of the luminaries, but without even the power of high-level sorcery. So it's just low-level Christian witchcraft teaching that separates the stones from unity. So, like Brandon said, it's just pulling it down. It's just pulling it down to the nefesh. Oh, can you just teach on that? I don't understand. Mm. Can you explain to me? Right, instead of the Where is that form. in the Bible? You know, and so... Carnalizing the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And like Brandon said, that's what they're doing instead of encouraging you to go up. Hesed, real Hesed, is when you go up into Hesed, and then you complete the sapphire stones of that world. And then that Shekinah lightning from God the Father comes down, meets you halfway, and the rest of it fills with lightning. And that's the power of the Word of God. The Word of God in the heavens. The gospel preached in the midair. The gospel preached in the second heaven. The heavens pour forth speech, not the earth. Mm -hmm. If the earth is pouring forth speech, it's error. That's knowledge of the sapphire stones, like knowledge, external knowledge about Hesed or revelation taken from those places brought down to the animal level of nefesh without the power of God, which is the lightning ephod of the Shekinah, represented in the olive and the tov. And the olive and the tov, what is he saying? My spirit, I'm going to pour out. Hmm. Uh, it's a down payment, the deposit. What is it going to develop Wait, in here's you? Here's the olive and the tov. It's the first key and the last key. 
Yeah, see that? Oh yeah, let's look at this one. <laughs> so this is another way to look at this. The world's like the song. You know, people have talked about for many years. Oh, when the father opened his mouth to make the creation, uh, they'd hear it come out like a song. It's, you know, it's a song of creation, the octaves. What is, you know, song, sound, wavelength, color? But look at the worlds. It lines up exactly with the piano. And this is what the Holy Spirit showed me. These keys, exactly. So you cannot skip from Isaiah, skip a bunch of notes down all the way to like six or seven. What kind of song is that going to make? <laughs> not very nice creation. You're not co-creating something nice. You're just... It's not God's word. It's a song of chaos. We don't want song of discord or chaos. You literally need all of the keys. Mm. You need all of the keys. The keys of the kingdom. Keys of David. <laughs> Piano the keys song of, of creation. the kingdom. And so when you conquer all of them, if only part of the, if you plugged in the piano, but the electricity didn't work on three, four, <laughs> five, six, or seven, it only works on, and let's say the first, look at Isaiah, the very first one, C1. Let's say that's the only note that you have to play any song. What is it going to sound like? Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. The, how, does anyone know what that C1 sounds like? Any musicians in here? <laughs> just that one note. When you're just only on Malkut and you never conquer the rest of them, <laughs> that's the limitation. <laughs> I'm tired of this song. Can we play something else? Nope, that's the only one we have. <laughs> it's like having kids, right? Mom, 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 mom. Okay. What? What do you want? <laughs> okay. But if you conquer all of them, there's the potential for unlimited, beautiful music. Right? You can actually play the song. Mm. You're not limited. Now, what about those keys that almost nobody uses? Way on the left, way on the right. Why does that even exist? It's about what happened before the beginning of the fall. Which, you know, I think even Rick Joyner, he was chastised by wisdom. Which was Jesus Christ appearing to him as wisdom. He said, it's not wise for you to look into that right now. That's what he told them. And then that last one, C8, on the right-hand side. Back to the beginning, that represents the new world. The things that are yet to come. All right. Mm -hmm. The that. highest note. The Holy Ghost quote. That's exciting stuff. So it just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. This is the song that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. Some people start singing, and we'll just keep on singing it forever, just because it says the song never ends. And it sings the song of Moses. That's that's actually the song of the Lamb. That bubbled out of both the half of our brains that come together as one brain. That was Revelation 15. At the same time. I heard that on the inside before we the started. The bride is going to sing it. a song with the Moses and the Lamb in Revelation 15 as we overcome. He turns our hearts into hearts. You don't have to be musically talented to take this journey, by the way. Oh, it, it get more and more beautiful. It, it you know, starts yeah, out we're going to still be singing like angels or something someday. Like first graders in piano yeah. lessons. <laughs> or learning how to play the violin. The, oh, God. <laughs> 
Maybe probably like start nails with Vienna. On blackboard. Nails on the chalk on nails on the chalkboard ministries. <laughs> Did I do it good? Well, and then they what they say, and then the nefesh to the best of its ability, praise God. It says in the in the in the word, let every neshama praise the Lord. Where where is the neshama? There's also a beautiful the, song that comes out of the child. It's not just la, when you la, Except, please accept my worship. <laughs> now that's what I call paganism, 2023. <laughs> Coming out with a new album. Okay. Enough heresy. But God created angels as musical instruments, and so he did Adam and Eve as well. And so if you read about every overcomer in the Bible, they began to sing a song out of their heart. He turned their hearts mm -hmm. into harps. And the father plays his sons and daughters' hearts like strings. You're a stringed mm -hmm. instrument You're of God. You're an instrument of God. Just tell your spouse when you get home. That's why how you know how to push my buttons. <laughs> Just the keys. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. Just say it with love. Just tell them. Okay, okay. It's good. You got to have a good sense of humor to go up Sapphire Stones. Otherwise, you'll be, I don't know what kind of mess, you're, you're not going to have a good time. Just, lots of joy. Yeah, you're going to need it. <laughs> can never have too much fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. And that's really what you're drinking, is what you've developed in God. That's your stash. I mean, that's your energy. Your rich treasury of glory, Ephesians 3.16, is what you've developed in your intimate walk with Christ within you. And so you have that as a testimony. I am exiled unto Patmos because of my testimony of the Word of God. Revelation chapter 1, it is written. So you're developing a walk. Like everyone who's ever walked with God, Enoch, walked with God and was not for God took him. Because his ways were found pleasing to God. I don't and think he had they, a neshama. They weren't when they were here. Raise your hand if you'd like to have a neshama. <laughs> Alright. A higher soul. As the lightnings ascend, or you ascend lightnings, this path of lightnings, I need a new soul. You get a no, new soul. <laughs> like, a new mind. I've been wearing this one emotions. for a long time. It's about worn out. You said that the whole time they walked with him in the wilderness, their clothes didn't run it out. That's your nefesh. This whole time you've been walking on this journey to the mountain of God, your nefesh didn't wear out. Praise the Lord. It's still going, it's still working. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like the cat sings better than we do. But, um, yeah. And a new new clothing. New clothing. A new garment. Isn't that exciting? It's uh, called uh, the it's, uh, designer. It's, uh, what, what's the name of that designer? Oh, yeah. Dolce and Shababa. Do you know the designer? No, probably. Give it to you for a good price, just everything and your thoughts and opinions and your heart and your soul and full obedience, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Second Corinthians 4 3. But even if our gospel, the glad tidings, also be hidden, obscured, and covered up with a veil that hinders the knowledge of God, it is hidden only to those who are <laughs> perishing and obscured, only to those. Who are spiritually dying and veiled only to those who are lost. Second Corinthians 4 3. I want to say that one more time. But even if our gospel, the glad tidings, also be hidden, 
obscured and covered up with a veil that hinders the knowledge of God. It is hidden only to those who are perishing and obscured only to those who are spiritually dying and veiled only to those who are lost. If this is you and you're lost or you think that you might be spiritually dying, usually people aren't really aware of it because their conscience is seared. Their conscience is seared from iniquity in Christian religion. So if that felt like you felt a prick on that or you felt some kind of conviction when he read that, just just let the, just say this, let me get an angel IV, an angelic IV right now. You're going to want to put your hand on your belly and probably watch this Joel's bar again and get into the word of God and ask the Lord Jesus to resurrect his your spirit from the dead, from that dying state. You're going to have to start stop listening to this thing, your brain, your emotions, your oh the all the emotions are wrong about the Nefesh until you go up Sapphire Stone. So you need to forget about your thoughts, opinions, feelings, emotions. And that's a hard one for some. Get into your spirit. Say, I need a resurrection. Let there be resurrection life in your spirit. Maybe these things are veiled to you, but you want to understand. You want to walk in it. You don't know how. You're coming out of deep darkness in religion. Let the power of the Holy Spirit resurrect your spirit to life. Let that light, the dying embers of your spirit be just blown with the angelic winds to fan that flame that fire your passion for God Christ within you the hope of realizing the glory awaken you awaken you from that stupor and that sleeping that dying sleep that you've been in for so long and awaken to Christ within you get a hold of yourself just lay it lay your life on the altar get out of your head forget about what you've learned in religion start over Say, I need a resurrection. Mm. Ask Lord Jesus, come into my heart. You know, resurrect my spirit. Mm -hmm. I give you my life. Be the savior of my spirit, my soul, mm. and my body. Of my whole mind. My heart. And start to learn to be led by the spirit. Start watching these uh, Joel's bars. Go back and watch these ones from this year. Go take the master class. Don't worry if it, if you feel strange feelings, like, I don't know what's going on. If your thoughts and opinions are just a mess, mm -hmm. discover your spirit in here and discover the Holy Spirit in your spirit. And just feed, what does your spirit eat? What's the jet fuel for your spirit that we've learned the last several years at Joel's Bar? The Bible, Amplified Classic. Mm -hmm. We've got links, I believe it's in the links in this description. Amplified Bible, read-alongs, put it on the TV. Of the word. If you can Netflix and chill, you can Bible and chill. Feed your spirit. You know, you have no problem ordering a pizza when you're hungry, but when your spirit is crying out and hungry, because the conscience is seared, you can't, you're, you don't feel. Your spiritual senses are dulled. So when you're starving to death, I mean, you might just need the angelic IV, mm. uh, milk of the Holy Ghost, and we just want you to be okay. We want you to make it. This is if you're just like, just check me into the Holy Ghost Hospital. Just mm. say it out loud. You're watching at home. Check me in to the Holy Ghost Hospital Angels, in my spirit. Take them to the hospital Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Bam. It's the Malkut of His Perform Holiness. Perform open brain surgery. <laughs> Amen. We're going to oh. give you a brain transplant. And a heart transplant. Amen. At the same time. Amen. Yeah. There you go. Truth anyhow. Yeah. That's why you got these body parts here. Yeah. You know, this is actually, this ascension of these body parts of the divine body and the celestial garments is a progressive 
transformation of each part of your body to shine in the greater glory. This is the transfiguration of your bodies. Amen. And so you, many layers of your man of light, you might see when someone walks by, if you have eyes that are kind of open, I see this sometimes, I, maybe some of you guys are seers, you know, when someone walks by and you see many invisible layers trailing behind them, or when you're really drunk in the glory, after like a really good Joel's bar, or reading the Bible for hours or something like that, or and when you move your hand, there's like tons of, you can see the layers. Hmm. When somebody walks by, it's like the invisible layers of them, or like the whole, even the house, like the corners of the wall, it looks like there's like, you know, several of them. That happens a lot of times, your eyes start to open in these realms. You see strange things. And, uh, but what that is, is those layers. So that, um, picture of a man that Brandon just showed us, that one from Malkut to Keter, now imagine multiple layers of you. Mm -hmm. So you're getting all those layers of who you are. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. Now the nefesh is your soul, but it's the vitality that's most closely linked to your body. Ascension takes your body from glory to glory. Yep. <laughs> all right. As it is written, rise in strength. Amen. Hardly any Christians ever done it. Why? Because no one's ever taught sapphire stone righteousness. That's why. But here it is, available, coming forth now. Daniel 12, 3. Those who teach righteousness shall shine like the sapphire stones of the heavens forever. Wow. Mm, Glory. My body felt kinds of funny stuff mm -hmm. when you're saying that. When we <laughs> began broadcasting okay. earlier today, it felt like solar flares exuding mm. multiple solar flares exuding through my face it was like these crazy bursts of heat and light mm. i've never experienced anything like that before we're entering new higher realms of glory glory to glory is new glory abilities or abilities of light that god is god is light so ascension is standing on places practicing the abilities of god mm. and there's angels there what are the angels doing there God's ability is there according to the name of the realm they're dwelling in. And they have a corresponding name to each realm. So this is a high realm, and we're going to continue going higher and higher all this year. If you're new to Red Letter Ministries, this whole year, but especially the last month or so, I mean, this last month has been so ferocious in righteousness. And the things we're wrestling and taking out in the heavenlies, it is like the highest level ministry I don't think people can even imagine what we're doing. I don't think most Christians can, can, can even comprehend what we're touching. No, you'd have to here. already be like a seer or something. In the spirit. And if you I just pray the angels of God could help each and every one of you to understand what Rebecca and I are actually doing in this ministry because it is so tremendous. And all the words they're mm -hmm. purposeful to confront and change the heavens and the earth constantly. So when the heavens pour forth speech, why? Because it's needed for new heavens and new earth. That's why he prepares a table before you. To pour forth a new heavens and a new earth through speech. And so as the speech ascends from higher heavens, everything changes. And I believe we're going to see the greatest, most accelerated change in our society of all time. It's the climax of the ages, the maturity of the times. Of the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the righteous, and the holy, and the perfect. So we want everyone to come out of the mixture with Babylon and the, the ugly, 
and all the religion and all the lusts and all the false love and all the witchcraft of the principalities and come and be set apart first by the river of Elijah and the cross and learn how to sacrifice and like those lists that are being listed if you're not involved in the Facebook group you're missing out on daily critical discipleship for your eternal growth we're dealing with eternity guys wisdom is always practicing what has eternal value repentance is coming out of temporal value into eternal value if your life is not consumed with practicing the things of eternal value you're living in darkness darkness is the substance that has you practicing the temporal worthless things come out of her my people it is written into eternal things begin building in wisdom consuming your time your resources your work every aspect from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep in eternal things and bring that into the marketplace bring that into good works God's prepared for you to do bring that into all the life lessons that you go through every day in your practical relationships in the cleaning of your house and your car and all the way you communicate and talk and interact with other human beings and bring God with you and walk with God how do you get out of the valley of shadow of death scripture says Psalms 23 walk you have to walk with the spirit of truth aware of him this is one of my favorite verses Genesis 17 1 go before me in my presence walking with me and be perfect says the Lord to Abraham walk before me Abraham in my presence and be perfect commands the Lord Genesis 17 1 this is the commandment for everyone here at the sound of my voice God has given us the Ruach his presence to walk before him in the Ruach before his throne to prepare us to be more perfect every day in thought and action uh what do we do with our breath when it comes to the word of god what is it written i what your word i inhale your word isn't that written i inhale what do you inhale with you use the breath what breath would you have to use to inhale I found in my studies of ancient mysticism, I think I found something that you guys might like in reference to this activity. All right, here we go. This is it's Psalms some rabbi. 119, 131. Inhale the word of God. Oh yeah, Psalms 119, 131. I open my mouth and inhale the word of God because I crave the revelation of your commands. Amen. And we're not offended by it. So breath, spirit, breath, 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 breath. So the ruah is a spirit breath. So I'm going to use my ruah, like, mm. help out the nefesh a little bit. Come That's on, you'll be all right. That's why demons go nuts when you talk the ghost, because, because you're mixing the ruah with the word of God. And he says, I will slay them with the breath of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So they're like, no, what are you doing? You can't do that. All right. Yeah, don't get powerful in the word. Then the devil doesn't have a kingdom. Hail the That's word of God. But what's interesting is the the nishama, or in the Aramaic, it's uh, rendered nishmeta. That is the breath soul that got the God breathed, and it. it's the who, man, the <laughs> highest level of soul, the soul breath. So instead, of just it's the holy soul breath. So then you could even have a holy soul breathing the word of God and the soul is powerful because my soul magnifies the word of God let my soul magnify the Lord so we're teaching the animal soul 
eventually, you know, it's possible to have a holy nefesh. Uh, like Ruth and Orpah, right? Do you guys know the story of Ruth and Orpah? Does everybody in here, raise your hand if you know the story of Ruth and Orpah. Ruth, Naomi, Orpah. You guys know the story? Never heard of Orpah. Okay. It's like Oprah, but not exactly. I think an orca, like a killer oil. Yeah, basically. It's essentially Shamu. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's not that. Let the living water swarm. Free willy. It is, it is kind of like, let the living water swarm. So actually, that is innovative words of Torah. Congratulations. Try bringing that when you send tonight. All right. That's actually not bad. I think they'll get a kick out of that. Okay. All right. Ruth and the orca. Ruth and the orca. Killer whale. Jaws. The jaws of life. <laughs> I need somebody say I need the jaws of life. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> we need it. He's keeping me alive. He's keeping me alive. Okay. Oh, that's so fun. Oh man. Oh, it's funny. I'm dying over here. That's hilarious. I need the Jaws of Life <laughs> Jaws of Life Ministries. <laughs> Get you out of any situation. Hopefully. Yep. Help, At least Lord. the Jaws of Life Angels. Amen. Bam. In case your life is a wreck. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We need it. But uh so Ruth went with Naomi, didn't she? She said, Wherever you go, I'll go. Your God'll be my God. The other one didn't go. Those two represent nefesh, but what Ruth represents is a holy nefesh. The nefesh can even be made holy. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Oh, a holy nefesh, you got it. Doesn't mean it can't, it's not going to go on the altar, so get that out of, you know. Does that mean I don't have, nope, okay. Well, the nefesh can be made holy. The spirit breath, the ruah, can be rid of all iniquity and all opposition, anything of my spirit apart from the Holy Spirit. And that ruah, the breath of life, I inhale the word. And you can inherit that holy soul, not just the soul from below, let's, you know, formed out of the dirt, formed out of the earth, earthen vessel, soul that resembles the earthen vessel, but that soul that's given as a gift when you ascend, hewn from the throne of God itself. Oh, oh wow, I just saw, <laughs> oh, I like to stare at things when I see him. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like, uh, three beautiful lights. Last time I saw these three lights, I saw the three golden lights. And then they were like the trinity. And it was in that same pattern as those top three. And then I saw another little light off to the side that wasn't joined with them anymore. It was like, oh, it fell. It's not... And uh, then there was two little lights that were fallen from the three lights. And those two were separated. Those two became one golden light. And then they went up. And they joined those top three lights. And it turned into a cube, a square. And then it reproduced after its own kind and filled with many lights. And looked like stars and then that square, as it reproduced after the tree of life, became a cube made of golden lights. And it came down like heavenly Jerusalem. Mm. Mm. Father of lights. 
<laughs> Glory. That's nice. Oh, Jehovah Wanna. Mm. <laughs> I found uh, the the light bulb came on. Uh, okay, so I found this in the some rabbinical research. Those are the deep cuts, and I thought you guys could appreciate. Well, this. here Jehovah Wanna. God never received one sacrifice except through smoke. Hallelujah. That's what it says in the Bible. And you could not enter the temple except by wearing a head covering. So if you have not been involved with smoke and hat, you're far from biblical <laughs> divinity. Smoke and hats. It's a, it's smoke true. and hats. Let, let that reveal how far American Christianity actually is from the Bible. Mm, I need to, somebody get a celestial hat. And some Jordans to match. You can have a, a ketter, a crown as a head covering. Yeah. Where is your head covering? Well, it's made out of lightning. If you had eyes to see it, you could look at it's it right the halo orb of Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know how some of these old rabbis, other old ancient writings... It's kind of dry. sometimes it's kind of dry sounding and it is written. The and down and it is written and and see this thing and go. Yeah, that's the truth anyhow. But uh, we have gone. This one's really, this one got me. I don't remember where this one was from. I just had a I was so high I had to copy and paste it. We're going to deep all the deep cuts, you know. That's deep we have celestial wisdom. We have we have gone over the entire Torah. The classical midrashic solutions fail. For lack of evidence, moreover, the angels are so far removed from God that they could not possibly fathom his thought. That is true. The realm of the angels is Yetzirah, and the realm of the seraphim is Berea. And so from the... Everyone thinks, oh, the angels are so high up there. What about he's carrying his throne? A throne is above. It's above. God is above. Boldly approach the throne of grace, which means... You're not in it when you're born again. It's something you, you do go higher. afterwards. Some, you go higher than the angels. He said, I made you lower than the angels for a time, for a little while. You're going to have to go above the realms of the angels. Moreover, the angels are... So this is, again, these Jewish rabbis, they've been knowing this for thousands of years. The angels are so far removed from God that they could not possibly fathom his thought. Consulting with them is therefore nonsensical. The angels' limited apprehension of the divine mind is compared to... Kanbosa... De conare, rendered here as canary cannabis. C A N N A B I S. Cannabis. Cannabis. <laughs> cannabis. It's the cannabis angels of heaven. The angels, the angels' limited apprehension of the divine mind is compared to cannabosa cannabis. Covered and drenched and dripping THC, tender holiness of Christ. Canary cannabis. Though the term is of uncertain meaning. Oh, we know what that means. Can I get a witness in this place tonight? T-A-C. The tender holiness of the Lord Christ. The angel's limited comprehension of the mind of God. Proveno. See, the angelic is so high over the natural. I'll smoke that. These are the real realms. We've already established in this ministry for decades that mm -hmm. you can live intoxicated all the time on the Holy Ghost in the glory realms. But now, <laughs> if you go higher, I'll tell you the truth. It was just little samplers. Really, the first 15 years of RLM here was like, 
bringing out the sample platters. <laughs> it's true, they're samples. But now we're coming into main courses. Mm. This is the main course. These sapphire stones are the main course. Canary this is cannabis. learning how to really eat the solid food. How to smoke the canary cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> Young pass just experimentation into hard use. The stuff that completely blows the seraphim's minds into blitherines. Blitherines is a word now. <laughs> oh yeah. Angels long to look into these things. Why? Because they, they want to do them too. Because they get them high. <laughs> they just there's angels in these realms. They say they're so they're so intoxicated by the light of the presence of God, they're barely aware of their own existence. <laughs> mm, <amen. laughs> Normal prayer life. <laughs> Anyway, I thought that'd be encouraging to share with you guys. I had to like it. That'll get let that you can smoke that for this next week. Wow. Yes. Announcement. Big announcement. Listen up. Listen, everyone. RLM Global. Big announcement. Okay. Here it is. Pay attention. Okay, class. I want you to pay attention. Glory. Let's see. <laughs> Hey guys, Brandon Barthrop here. I'm going on a walleye fishing trip with my family as we're going up into northern Ontario off-grid, no electricity, no cell phone towers for five days from June 10th to June 15th. We will return broadcasting Friday, June 16th. Have a great summer break. Bless you all. <laughs> yes, so I am out of here. I'm flying out. Uh, driving up to northern Canada, flying on seaplanes, off-grid, no cell phone towers, no electricity, no running water, and it's going to be so freaking awesome. I love walleye fishing. Our family's been doing it uh, for a long time. It's an annual thing, and so very excited. So no Joel's Bar tomorrow, and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, no Joel's Bar, but we will return June 16th, next Friday. <laughs> will be the next Joel's Bar, and I hope you guys have an awesome summer's break. And it will because now you can smoke the canary cannabis. <laughs> and there is so much You have something to do resources. the whole week. And yeah, getting those charts and studying the stuff and pressing in and learning all the stuff we released the last couple yeah. months. I mean, it's Take a, the master class. You could do it. It's a feast, yeah. guys. It's a feast. Maybe this is your week. Um, I would encourage you. Come to Joel's Bar when there's no Joel's Bar. If this is something you make time for, whether it's when you're done with work or whether it's right 6, you know, 6 p.m. Central, sharp, you're there ready to watch, don't waste that time. Don't just Netflix and chill and, uh, you know, I mean, if you're, you know, enjoy the time. But I would encourage you. for your hunger. Take at least, yes. Grow. I want you to grow. Take this opportunity to grow. Get onto the next Sapphire Stone or get your, get in, if you're in the sun, get that transfiguration accomplished. Do what you need to do. Thirst for the sapphire wine above. Right. Don't get lukewarm. Don't get, you know, so you know, my nefesh can just relax and have a good time. And la, la, la. And that's what the enemy is waiting for, those opportune times. So build yourself up in the Lord. These resources yeah. that we've provided you with as the yeah. armies of God can change the world by next Friday. Yes. You guys are armed to the teeth to mm -hmm. change the world by next Friday. Amen. Yeah, you can when I come back into America next Thursday, it better champions. be a new USA. Amen. Okay. <laughs> That's your home. Is that the Amen. what is the, what do they call it? Your summer homework, the summer reading assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do the summer reading assignment? 
No, did you? Did you change the I world? <laughs> yes, yes, it's easy. Just bear the fruit of the word change of God. Change your world. Start with changing your world. You change your world on the inside, mm -hmm. it automatically changes oh, on the yeah. outside. You can do it. You go up on the inside, everything around you goes up on the outside. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. And then, well, if all else, there's always that canary cannabis. Just mm -hmm. lean Enjoy into that, walk. enjoy it, get the word into your eyes, do the master class, check out the resources, memorize the lightning path from top to bottom. Uh, one of the things that uh, you can do, this is going to be, I think, I'll try and post a picture sometime. Instead of, if you want to draw the whole lightning path just to practice it, it can be a little bit daunting to draw all those circles. Like, man, I lost track. Where isn't, you ever tried that? Just draw a little diamond shape, like a little point at the top, and then two long lines and another point at the bottom. Like, point here, two parallel lines, and this one. Mm. And so if you draw a nice little diamond shape, that's a nice little kind of a shorthand, shortcut way to just symbolize Malkut together without drawing all those little circles. And you can just draw that and memorize the whole path, the worlds, the order of them, and get it down. And since they're natural mm -hmm. created realms, writing them out in the natural realm mm -hmm. on Earth, powerful. it's powerful just writing them down in the natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And have a good time doing it too. Your angels are with you. That's an exciting time. This mm -hmm. level of food has never been released before to the body of Christ. And so it's really that time of Daniel 12 where we're learning righteousness to shine in the star realm. This is star realm teaching. It is a very exciting time for us. We're taking the kingdom, which is Malkut, the earth. The wicked are very desperate. They're showing all their cards this season. Have no fear of the enemy. Only fear of the Lord and grow in wisdom. It will be absolutely amazing for you. As long as you can keep focused on walking with Jesus into higher dimensions, you'll always prosper. You'll always be healthy. You'll always be blessed. Your personality will be always infused with fresh oil of joy. There will be no sorrow in your walk, no regret. you just be carpe diem every single day, living life to the max in the most fulfilling adventure available, which is walking and obeying God from earth to heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You want to support this ministry? There's links in the description how to give. Bring your tithes and offerings into my storehouses for the works of the ministry. Why? Not just out of obedience, with revelation that it slaughters all things delaying destinies. Yep. The tithe and the offering, if you read Malachi, it's to slaughter all enemy accusation against your sinful past life recorded in the heavens. Those black spheres in the heavens have the records of all of your sins, transgressions, iniquity, and sexual sins, sins of greed, sins of money, disobedience. All of them are recorded. God doesn't record them. Demons do. Fallen angels keep records. Now, there's a prescription to cancel the records of demons. That's why I will open up the storehouses of the heavens and cancel all the delays against you if you bring your tithes and your offerings into the temple, it is written. So it's a, a prescription how to deal with the curse of the fall by rightly stewarding your money. And it's written the word for your success, your prosperity, and your overcoming and conquering of the devil in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you guys next Friday.
Cedric, can we get something Jewish a little bit? Something a little. I think we're going to need the drums too. Is that okay? Shando brande ke sombande andete se amande emande ro shande ke ame. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the glory of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Hey, hey, oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Let's sing that together. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Ay, 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 an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Let me put some. Come on, declare it. Say, there's an oily anointing. In the presence of the Lord, there's an oil that's flowing in this place. Whoa! There's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. I see it. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. It's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. <laughs> it's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. Come on, declare it. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence.
No.